Welcome to Think Smart, Feel Smart, Live Smart. I'm V. Vincy, Registered Counselor, Relationship and Family Therapist and Founder of Headquarters Counselling Services. This podcast aims to break down the overwhelm of life and equip you with a toolbox of knowledge, tips and tricks to help you live your best life. This raw, real and unproduced podcast uses audio taken from my weekly live broadcast in the HQCS Community Facebook group. You can find a link to the community in the episode notes. It's free to join. Now let's get started. You know, I've actually got to say, I've really enjoyed Guilt Month as much as that sounds weird, but I've really um, had some fun with it because, you know what, Guilt's such a sneaky little sucker. We needed four weeks to deal with it. But let's have a look at some of the special mentions that I've popped in because they are sneakier still. Judgment and privilege are probably the most confusing simply because we mostly don't associate guilt uh, with them, basically. And right now, this topic is most timely given some of our current global situations. So let's have a look and start with judgment. Now, just a heads up. The factual stuff in this topic is out there for everyone and I have researched it and I've put stuff in it if any anyone ever wants um, reference from wherever I get my stuff then absolutely knock yourself out ask me I've got no problems the opinion stuff however is purely mine my opinion does not have to be your opinion and just because I share my my opinion don't assume that it is fact okay so it's really important to put that out there because I think given our clo- uh, our current global pandemic and the racism topics, I need to put that out there. So this in no way condones, agrees, disagrees or anything else that may be misconstrued as a fact rather than an opinion. So glad to get that out of the way. Let's start with judgment and why it gets a special little mention in Guilt Month. A lot of people have trouble, no, Most people have very little trouble confessing to being hard on themselves, all right, to being my my own worst critic or to being a perfectionist. They are, after all, merely confessing to something that our culture can sometimes uphold as a virtue, the struggle against the self. You can go to any schoolyard and, and you can almost sometimes hear the, well, I'm busy, I've done this, this, this and this. There's a lot of stuff in that. Okay, people are generally less likely to admit to being more harshly critical of or judgmental of others than they are of themselves, because otherwise that would basically be outing yourself as hypocrite, let's be honest. Unfortunately, for the image of the self-critic, it's impossible to be judgmental um, of of others without being judgmental of yourself. So think about that. Let's say it again. It is impossible to be judgmental of others without being judgmental of yourself. All right? Now, so you probably get where I'm going with that. Because suppose each evening you look back over your day and you evaluate whether you were truthful, um, ecologically responsible, wasteful, ethical, greedy, praising yourself or beating yourself up accordingly, well then what about all those people out there who were less honest or less responsible or less ethical than you were? Are they therefore not as good as you? It's an interesting question. 
whether you um, accord them patronising indulgence or, you know, condemn them for their morals, beliefs or whatever, you are implicitly implying that I am better than you or worse, that at least you're better than someone else um, or they are less than you and that is inescapable to, to not notice once it's been pointed out. All right, so it's really important to have a look at that because when I say, you know, what do I mean by judgmentality? To be judgmental is not merely to draw distinctions or to have preferences or to make comparison. It carries a, mod a moral judgment, an assignment of right or wrong, good or evil to a person. Now, this assignment can take many forms. Words like should, shouldn't, responsible, irresponsible, right, wrong, ethical, moral, justified, valid, shameful, or, you know, we've got lots of other words for good and bad, and these usually appear in judgment. So you get where I'm going here, because this is what really has underpinned guilt and shame. It's when we make um, assessments of ourselves, or we make assessments of others about their behaviour, and we don't separate it, all right? So we're judging the person, not the behaviour. So this is where judgment comes in and why it has to get a mention because judgment is separation. At the very least, judgment creates separation by assigning a moral distinction of right or wrong. The moral distinction becomes ours completely and it ignores the possibility that someone else has different morals. So judgment says that you choose differently from me because you are different from me. It sounds like this. If I were you, I would have done, I wouldn't have done what you did. If I were that wealthy, I wouldn't spend my money on sports cars and McMansions. If I were that fat, I wouldn't be on my fourth trip to Maccas. Right? When we judge our friends, judgment says, you know my name, but not my story. When we judge strangers, judgment says, you see my face, but you don't know my story. When we judge ourselves, judgment says, I see you and I don't care about your story. So the bottom line is that when we make judgment in ways that have harmful or negative consequences, that we are being judgmental in ways that are best to avoid. So what does it look like? I'm going to focus on three of the most common, yet the most difficult to separate and not realise that there's judgment. One of them is a lack of empathy or perspective. So it's, it's the ability to put yourself in another person's shoes and understand where they are coming from, from their perspective, their history and the experiences that went into that situation. If you understand it, then you're showing empathy, but can you see it from their space? The statement, sounds, the statement start to sound something like this. If I were in your shoes, I would have done it differently from them. But do you know that a substantial body of evidence shows that this statement is actually false? That in fact, if you were in the totality of someone's circumstances, you would most likely do exactly as they would do in this exact same circumstance. And part of that will come down to a lot of the stuff that we've talked about earlier, which is your survival mechanism. We, we learn to survive. And when people are acting out of survival, they tend to do similar things. And this can be really hard to accept. Now, I might be able to see that I might resort to the theft 
if my child was going hungry or how I might senselessly vandalise property if my childhood had filled me with rage. But what would it take for me to massacre 77 people? I confess it's pretty hard to put myself in the shoes of a torturer or an abuser or uh, a murderer. But I think the point needs to be made that it's if that we pretend that we are any better than these people, then we're being judgmental because we just don't know what led to their actions. This in no way condones those actions and that's really important to understand judgment towards them reflects only our lack of understanding not any fundamental difference in who we are as people okay so that's lack of empathy or perspective can lead to judgment the other one are probably that the other two are going along the lines of the guilt and shame the person versus the situation so we can tend to over-attribute acts to people's personalities rather than to the situation. For example, if someone cuts in line, we will tend to see that person as selfish and insensitive. But of course, if we cut in line, we will have the situational need very clear in our heads. I'm in a hurry and I just need to do it this once. Okay, so you can understand that we're, we're attaching this because we uh, need it more than somebody else. The next one is the person versus the behavior now this is what i was talking about with guilt and shame we attach the behavior to who we are so to maintain a non-judgmental attitude towards a person many therapists will separate the behavior from the person which is what i talk about we judge the sin not the sinner look at the drugs not the person now why does judgment make it into this guilt carrot category because at its core judgment can be related directly to how we feel about ourselves and either our inability to recognise it or our refusal to take responsibility for it. Get the picture? So why would we judge? This is an interesting one, and this is why it relates back to self. Often, the main reason that we judge is that we're insecure. We are insecure and unhappy with who we are, and we try to put other people down. It doesn't usually build us up, though, when we put others down. Well, very rarely does but you could say we want to feel good by making others feel bad but that's rarely the case either we don't want others to feel bad so guess what happens that old chestnut we feel bad instead so second one often we're scared or intimidated by other people and we'll put them down this is a bonding element in a way connection co-workers can band together and make fun of their boss Two women see a pretty woman as a threat and they make fun of her outfit. When people are scared, they try to feel better by putting others down. So we also may fear those who are different from us and may judge them just because they are unlike us. All right, so, but there can be fear underlying that. The third one, and this is really, really important for today, it's we're lonely. You know, as I mentioned before, there's a bonding element that goes with judging others. When you are lonely, you might use judgments to bond. People are lacking connection these days and they try to find it. We see it all the time in offices. They try to find connection with gossip. But gossip essentially is a judgment about somebody that you're telling somebody else. right? So, but the, And those bonds, they're based on negativity. 
The bonds that you have based on judging others are superficial and they're not likely to contain true substance on one hand, but they're unlikely to give true connection, which is what people are looking for. One of the last ones is that you're often seeking change. We want our own lives to be different and we're quick to judge the lives of others. So for example, if someone wants to be in a committed relationship and his friend gets engaged, he might whisper, oh, well, that one, that girl or that boy is so not right for him. I don't know why they're getting married. If we're jealous of others changing lives, we are likely to make quick judgments. So some of this works into take responsibility for your feelings, which is the bottom line of what we've worked through with guilt. So to round out guilt, I really wanted to make sure that you got the two sneaky little suckers that come up when people don't recognize it. Now, why would we make judgments? No, hang on, forget that. I actually just said that one to you. I wanted to actually say five things judgment does. Okay, so judgment causes a number of things to happen. And notably, it hurts other people. It perpetuates stereotypes. So think about that, ladies. We don't want to be stereotyped, but does our judgment continue our stereotype? It can literally put negativity into the world. And now that's a big word, but we all inhabit our own world. So chunk that down and ask yourself, where am I throwing negativity into my world? So you're getting this topic. And the most important one for me is it makes you feel worse about you. And get this, that encourages to you to judge yourself. The more, the worse you feel about the self, yourself, the more likely you are to judge yourself for the feeling. So when you judge others, or at least when I do, you feel bad afterwards. You don't really feel good about yourself. You might try and get a tiny rush from the judgments, but ultimately you'll end up feeling like shit. And at the end of the day, that's just another word for guilt. You end up thinking you're a bad person for casting such harsh judgments on others and you end up bringing yourself down. So if you're judging others, you're probably judging yourself pretty harshly as well. And I know that that's the case for me. You know, and I'll give you an example. I can judge other people about what they wear. But the consequence of that, I'm super concerned about what I wear. I spend a lot of time on my clothing and appearance and I bet I would do this less if I didn't judge others so harshly. Okay, on to the next one, privilege. Now this is a huge topic and I am only introducing this in regards to our guilt space so I won't be taking it to its capacity, okay? At its broadest, privilege means simply that some of us are exempt from one or another kind of hardship that plagues other people. So more specifically, some of us are exempt from social attitudes that disadvantage specific groups, such as females, gay people, racial minorities, religious minorities, and that, have gotten, that has gotten encoded in cultural institutions such as religion and law. Unfortunately, the term privilege often gets wielded with a bit of a sneer uh, or a tone of righteous superiority, and it, it, it can come accompanied by check your privilege, which is, can be a really condescending statement. In fact, there are some social justice circles that have created an inverse hierarchy based on 
membership groups that traditionally lack privilege. All right, so in that order, it 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 all it flips everything, but it still does the same thing because essentially it's hypocritical. More and more, the state of affairs, this state of affairs generates dysfunction and resentments on the one hand, and it elicits derision and backlash from the other, and vice versa when that is flipped. So you can have a look at that in, in some of this incidents that's going on at the moment with our racial issues that are coming up. And this is a shame because when used well, privilege is a really valuable concept. And the idea that we each have different kinds and degrees of unearned privilege keeps us humble and helps us see the world with less serving, you know, distortions. At its best, it reduces tribal identity. So tribal identity is this concept there, this concept that there is specifically membership in a traditionally oppressed class and increases shared identity and individual identity. And if I look at that, I go, that's what we want. We want shared identity. When we have this sense of us and them, it wants to separate what happened to somebody else and make it not as important because it's too hard to look at. So let's forget about that. But that just pulls people apart. It doesn't keep us shared. Now, I could go on, but imagine if instead of talking about privilege, we talked about struggle and how best to reduce the struggle in people's lives, whether it came from racism or sexism or in some kind of other kind of hardship, such as, such as mental illness or poverty. Now, why is this important? Well, this is a reminder that privilege may be a perspective block in recognising that it can contribute to judgment and stereotyping, which is why it's such a sneaky little sucker. So if you remember why I went just probably less than two minutes ago and we looked at uh, what stops, um, hang on, what is it? One of the, the three most common things that judgment can take the form of, one of them is the lack of perspective. And that's what privilege can do. And that's why you're getting this in here. This is just so that we round out all the little bits that go, oh, shit, I never realised that that could contribute to it. Because it could be that one thing that makes you go, oh, wow, I never realised. And then you get a breakthrough and you can change some of the things you say about yourself and in turn say about others. Because sometimes if we stop saying things about others, guess what? We stop saying shitty things to ourselves as well. All right, whether stereotypes types are based on race, gender, spirituality, ethnicity, appearance, or any other attribute, they are bad news. They force people, including you, to feel as if you are, you know, if you're not meeting the standards, that you just, you just want to live. You just want to live free and live a happy life. So try not to be perpetuating, you know, those judgments about others. So... What do you do? You stop the judgment or at least recognise it and acknowledge it to do something about it. And that's what a lot of my stuff is about, okay? So six ways to stop judging. Number one, monitor your thoughts. It's going to come back to a lot of the stuff that we've talked about. Think about what you are thinking about. I often go along thinking things about other people, judging them without even realising that I've done it. And I'm going to work on paying more attention to my thoughts. And if you say you do your best to push them in a positive direction, 
great. Now, one of the things I want to mention there is that, you know, thoughts are just random and we're going to make judgments. We make judgments all the time. It's not about I'm a bad person for making a judgment or that was a good judgment. It becomes shit. I've just realized I made a judgment. That is enough to monitor a thought. Okay, you might you won't catch them all, but when you do, you can then redirect your attention to shit. Hang on, even if it just becomes, oh wow, I need to stop doing that. That's enough. That's all you need to look at. You will take it further as you go along. Once you understand judgment and what it does, you start to go, oh, hang on a minute. Actually, I don't want to do that. How can I make this not happen for myself? And you will eventually get there, or you bring someone like me and you get some help. Next thing, look for the positive. So no, judgments are negative. There is always something positive you could find in someone or something. So while my mind might immediately focus on the negative, I can push my thoughts in a more positive direction and look for something nice to say. And of course, if you can't find something nice to say, don't say anything at all. The old, that old sucker. Avoid the stereotyping. Stereotyping is never good. It's never, ever good. And I really try to avoid them. But I know that I, I'm not always going to. But it creates such a, a lot of uh, negativity. And for me, I look and go, the biggest statement that I heard when I was researching this was, Do, does stereotyping um, persist with stereotypes? And I went, oh, my God, if that's the case, then stereotyping other women keeps other women um, suppressed. I don't want to do that. And women are the worst critics of other women, let's be honest. Okay, stop judging yourself. It's not all that easy to do, but the more we judge ourselves, the more we judge others and vice versa. The more you judge others, the more you tend to judge yourself. I can judge myself a lot and I need to work on that. I have to focus on some of the positive aspects. It's not always that the, I, I hate everything about myself or anything like that. There'll be time, there'll be little things. What do I call them? They're like little defaults. As soon as something goes wrong, it'll go, oh my God, do I look fat in this? Straight away. It's always an image thing with me. Um, and that comes from my childhood and stuff. And I work on it. But just because I work on it doesn't mean it doesn't happen every now and then. I just learn to catch myself in it and have a look. And go, you know what? One of the big things that I've worked on is the mirror concept. What you see in others is a reflection of what you see in yourself. Now, that works both positively and negatively. You cannot recognize a virtue in somebody else that you don't actually have yourself. And if there's something you really dislike about someone else, you've got to ask yourself, shit, can I do that? Because often it mirrors something we don't like about ourselves. We're going to do some more. Uh, I'm going to do a topic on that, actually. So that should be good fun. Um, here's a good one. Focus on your own life. Often when we're comparing or when we're judging, we're comparing. So if you're comparing, you're looking outward, not in front of you or inward. So when all else fails and judgments are hard to push away, focus on yourself. Don't worry about what other people are doing, wearing, saying. Think about your own life. Focus on what you want and go after it. When you're trying to avoid your own problems, it's easy to criticize others. Don't. Think about it and you can focus on the good things that you have or the things that you want. The last one is basically compassion. 
remember how it feels. If you can look at their situation and, and put yourself in their shoes, great. If you've never been in the situation, remember how it feels to be judged because we have all been judged at some point. And remember how it felt the last time you judged somebody else. It doesn't feel good to judge or be judged. So put an end to it. I'm going to work on remembering feelings the next time I feel like a negative thought's about to pop up is, 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 is coming. And then you start going, hang on a minute, stop, stop, stop. What does that feel like? And you will end up doing that. All right. Now, that rounds out guilt month. And like I said at the beginning, I've got to be honest, I've particularly enjoyed this one. So I hope you have too. Next week, we start to look at what begins to happen when we actually don't deal with guilt. So some of those behaviours and situations are going to actually be surprising for you. You don't realise just how many things start, how many behaviours start to permeate our lives because we haven't dealt with feeling bad. And I think it'll be a really, really good one for mums because one of the big things that people don't do out of guilt is actually utilise a support network. And that's really important for people. All right. So in fact, that might be our topic. I might look at that. Are you using your support networks and why not? Okay, perfect. Thanks, guys. I will see you next week. Bye.